Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. everyone and welcome to another episode of On The Turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com or whatever you're listening to us on. Thank you for joining us. Since the recording of this week's episode, the team here have been saddened to hear of the news of the passing of one half of Legion of Doom, Road Warrior Animal. Animal, along with his tag team partner Hawk, were iconic with their face paint, iconic look and smash mouth style. They were one of, if not the biggest draws in the history of tag team wrestling. So popular that every worker today dreams of getting a Road Warrior pop. We send our condolences to his family and friends and wish that Road Warrior Animal rests in peace. on the turnbuckle proudly brought to you by the male hug and talk toba and it's a real easy thing to do all you need to do is get on the phone and speak to a mate every day for the month of october it'll become talk toba head to the mailhug.com.au website register and then you'll receive a talk toba kit that'll tell you everything you need to do and then go ahead and you'll be amazed how much better you feel and how much better the rest of the world feels because you're making that call every day. Talktober kicks yeah. off on the 1st of October as I welcome my boys who are also going to take the Talktober Challenge. Welshy and Lyle, hello boys. Very good, hey, Tony. How are you? Excellent, thank you. Excellent. That's good to hear. That's very Lyle, good. hello to you. Yeah, hello, hello. Um, just asking for a friend, uh, my mate Welshy here. Are you allowed to double up on friends? Because he might run If you've out. only got 10 friends like Welsh, even if you've only got five, ring them six times got that a many. month. Six times I was just going to ring random people. <laughs> Make new friends. I'll ring up all your wrestling mates. They don't really like me. No, that's true. Good point. They tolerate me because I get them on air. <laughs> www.themailhug.com.au. You register for the Talktober Challenge and be a part of it. Uh, we had a good chat last week, didn't we, boys? With uh... the flying foreskin. Yes, the flying foreskin. <laughs> no, um, really enjoyed uh, talking to Jake, Andrew, Arthur. Um, it's a really interesting story coming from a small town and taking up a sport like a sport that's not played by many, which is judo. And um, I can only imagine this big six foot three. 12-year-old uh, beating the crap out of his trainer at a very young age. Yeah. 
Uh, that was amazing how he said he was that height, basically, by the time he was 10. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's a big boy. It would have taken quite a while to realise that he was good at the sport because uh, living in such an isolated area of the country. Yeah. All right, well, we move on from uh, him to another great wrestler. All right, boys, joining us for a chat is one half of the most, well, I reckon one of the most exciting tag team duos. Is that an oxymoron, a tag team duo? It sort of is, isn't it? No, 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 you can have, you can have trios. Oh, oh, there you go. One half of the most exciting tag team duo in the country. They are the Velocities. And joining us for a chat is Paris De Silva. Hello, Paris. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. How are you guys doing? We're not too bad, buddy. Uh, how's, how are you bearing up after six months of all this crap? Yeah, I'll tell you what. Uh, it's certainly been tough. Um, but I think what's kept me through is the fact that, you know what, we're all going through it. Uh, but thankfully, since the, since the whole outbreak, you know, we're back at training. We've managed to do a, a live stream. So um, things are on the up. How, um, how was it for you personally when you weren't able to train and get in the ring at all? Uh, it drove me nuts. Uh, you know, we, we very much work for shows. But, um, you know, sometimes when it comes to training, it's just such an outlet um, from, from a training aspect as well as, um, as, well as being with people. Um, you know, it's, it's unreal just how much of a mental health impact it has just being out of the house. And what's the, what's the spirits like of uh, all the guys and the girls that are training now? You know, that maybe there might be light at the end of the tunnel. At least you can, guys can get together and train. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. I think, um, you know, the fact that we've resumed training has really helped. Um, and if anything, I think it's... Um, made us want to train more and really appreciate the fact that, you know what, not everyone has this opportunity right now. So um, we're, we're really pushing ourselves hard. Has there been a bit of a protocol in regards to this return to training for you guys? Have you sort of just stepped into it and then are working your way through it? Or has everyone just been that bursting that you've all, you've all gone hard? And, yeah, uh, yeah. Start? Well, you know, when we first returned to training, there was still um, no contact. So we're very much still within the guidelines of what the government wanted. Jeez, that's um, easy for wrestling, isn't it? Yeah, which you're is trying, it's, it's but you can't hard. touch each other. <laughs> That's exactly it. But um, in terms of, of seeing other people, you know what? It, it was just fine, and thankfully now those restrictions have eased. But uh, even so, um, we're making sure that if anybody's sick, we we encourage them just to take the week off, to get tested. Um, you know, we are a COVID-safe business, so we are doing everything by the book. Um, but thankfully, uh, with what's been happening now, you know, we're back at full contact. Um, obviously there'd be no good timing for COVID to happen. But for you personally, um, it's probably came at a really inconvenient time. You were starting to get a fair bit of traction in your career. Mm. Um, I'll get into the things that were going on and were going to happen for you later. But for you personally, how have you used the time not wrestling? Like, What have you been working on? It's um, At first, it was really, really hard to kind of stay... I guess, motivated. Um, you know, there were, there were a lot of opportunities, like you said, that were happening for not just myself, but for Jude as well. And for a lot of other guys as well. Um, but what's been a real blessing, I think, with the time off is, you know, for a little bit, I kind of felt like I was in a plateau with what I was doing. And I think with the time off, I've really kind of, you know, just had time to really think of, okay, when it comes to coming back, how can I make myself different? What slight improvements can I do? Whether it just be in ring or, 
more in terms of trying to understand uh, my gimmick, um, work on promos. I actually just had time to study. It's crazy when it comes to wrestling. Sometimes you're just so busy. You actually, you actually don't have time to watch it because you're so you're so into it. You know, you you need your rest. Whereas having time to step away, I can really watch watch wrestling and study it and 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 take my time and really work on things. Your shoulders are looking good. Have you put on some size? <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think it could be one. It's just, it's just the, the way that I'm in position. And uh, <laughs> you know what? All this time off, I tell you what, uh, chocolate's been a real weakness. So <laughs> it's, been a bit, it's been a bit of a double-edged sword. Um, so when we're talking about um, doing some study and things like that, uh, who are you watching? What are you watching? Uh, what type of wrestling floats your boat? Um, for me, it's, it's been very much the, the Japanese style. Um, Jude will tell you the same thing. We're, we're very much uh, influenced from uh, Dragon Gate Pro Wrestling, which is, which is a Japanese-based promotion. Um, some names that come from there include guys like Pac, guys like Shingo, uh, Akira Tozawa, Ricochet. Um, that fast-paced style is something that's just always captured my eye. Um, and as well as New Japan, you know, with guys like Robbie Eagles, you know, guys that are so close to home, so close to me personally, uh, you know, it's it's a real place for me to go and study. 2017, if my research serves me right, was when the velocities first came, and that's not normally the case. So if it's wrong, uh, uh, yeah, I no, you're you're uh, you're absolutely right on that one. So together three <laughs> together three years, still together, you haven't yep. killed each other, you haven't slept with each other's girlfriends. No, no, <laughs> no, no. bad partnership. <laughs> um, you know. It, I think with us uh, as a tag team, because we both started out around the same time, uh, but it was one of those things where us tagging was always kind of referenced um, at first because people thought we looked alike. And, and it's funny because the name Jude London kind of came from uh, him looking like me. So he came up with the name London as opposed to Paris. Um, so it was always kind of destined for us to somehow, you know, be a tag team. And, and quite frankly, I, I can't see us ever stopping. How did how did you guys come together? What was the circumstances behind that? Circumstances it was it was we were at training and um, Robbie actually came up to us and and was saying you know at the time you know they were looking for more tag teams and um, it just seemed like a really obvious choice and the next show was coming up and Robbie said you know Paris how about you and Jude um, just have a have a match as a tag team for the next show and we both looked at each other and went yeah and and that was it. And, and the reason I ask that question is because most guys come into wrestling wanting to be singles champions and, and you know, doing it on their own. Yeah. All of a sudden, for you guys, it's been the doubles exposure that has really put you up in the, the limelight of the last three years. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny because um, when I started out wrestling, you know, I never envisioned myself being in a tag team. And I think for a lot of people, when you look at wrestling and, and success in wrestling, like you said, we kind of envision ourselves being, you know, a single and I think with with tag team wrestling what's made me so appreciative is you know when you when you look at a, at a singles match you're working towards a victory but when it comes to tag team wrestling and I think what's a lot deeper with it is you're not just wrestling for a victory you're also wrestling for your partner and I think that's really really relatable in terms of of an audience because they can really understand and relate to a relationship and being able to do something that you love with somebody that you love is um is really really powerful and i can certainly tell you with the things that i've done both in australia and and overseas i couldn't do it alone having having that person that 
really understands you and, and kind of goes to the same thing. You know, I've had moments where I've been on a plane with him and said, like, you know, I'm, I'm absolutely terrified of what this journey is going to bring. And him saying the exact same thing. I've been backstage with him right before the curtain and said, you know what, man, like, I'm terrified. He said the exact same thing. And, and lo and behold, we go out <laughs> and, just, and just do what we do. But, you know, I think it's just so valuable being able to have a, have a mate with you, uh, especially in, in wrestling. So just to the add to that then is, would you find it hard to go back to being a singles wrestler at some point? You know what? I, 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 I had that thought in mind. And then I kind of realized that when it comes to being in a tag team, I think sometimes we, we kind of forget that just because you're a tag team wrestler doesn't mean that you're not going to get singles opportunities. I think, I think a lot of people are used to that mentality that, you know, once you're a team, you have to split up to have a singles run. And I, I don't think that's true at all. I look at, at the nations in particular. I look, I look at, at, um, at a lot of tag teams, you know, and I think, I think it's very valuable as a skill set to be able to wrestle as a tag team and as a singles competitor. So if anything, I, I still see us being able to have singles runs and have singles matches. Um, but I, I, I would much rather have that as well as maintain a tag team relationship than just, than just lose it. To me, that's, uh, that's something that I just can't do. With Australia being yeah. such a big country, uh, there's always the ability for you guys, if you go your separate ways in your home state, you can always still keep traveling around Australia as a tag team because it's a really popular act. That, that's exactly it, yeah. I think the wrestling fans would be the biggest losers if you uh, broke up permanently. Yeah, um, yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> With um, you, your name being Paris and Jude being London, did you try and put some pressure on Matt Diamond to change his name to one of the great fashion capitals? <laughs> like um, Bankstown or something like that? Yeah. It was funny because, like, um, you know, he's, he hasn't been copping a lot of slack from us, but he's been copping it from uh, a few fans because they just can't work out, you know, uh, you know, you got London, you got Paris, and then you got, you know, Matt Diamond in a tag team known as the Velocities. Um, but we did our <laughs> research, and there's, there's, you know, there's a Diamond City, I think, somewhere. Um, but uh, you know what? You know what? Matt Diamond's a pretty cool name, so you know what? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna argue. With you. <laughs> Maybe you could change it to Matt Stuttgart or something. <laughs> Oh, man, we've tried it. We've thought about it. But you know what? We're just going to stick to it. <laughs> uh, with the uh, the disappointment of earlier in the week, uh, Coliseum being cancelled, um, what's everyone's uh, thoughts on it? You know, morale and everything. You know, obviously, that was the carrot dangling at the, the end of the light of, of the tunnel. Yeah. Um, now it's been cancelled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... It's it's definitely disappointing, but it's something that we kind of saw for a little bit. You know, we did see it coming. Um, unfortunately, with that, you know, with what's happening right now, um, you know, we, we just had to do it. And that's not to say that we can't do it later on. You know, it, it, it will eventually happen. Um, but right now, I think we're just kind of racing to see. You know, when when the next show will be announced. We're still maintaining to train, so you know, we're we're, we're trying to keep our spirits up. And I think still being able to train and still preparing for that next show is what's keeping us going. It's been one of the more weirder years, I would think, for you guys at, at PWA up in Sydney. For yourself especially, you had seven matches in the first eight weeks, effectively, of the year. Mm. And then all of a sudden, you had the, the stop, and then you yep. started again, and then you had the one match, and then you've stopped again. It's just, yeah. You, you wouldn't be able to dream of a, a scenario like that. 
not at all. It's been very, very odd. Um, you know, the, the, the positive side of it has been, you know, a, a substantial amount of rest for the body. Um, but honestly, losing that routine has been really, really tough as well. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just been a real, a real shock to the body. Um, talk us through when you've gone over to the USA and you're just doing a bit of ring crew stuff and introducing yourself around PWG. Um, to talk us through the moment where you're told that you're going to have a match. <laughs> yeah, I remember this one really, really well. Um, so, yeah, it was day three of, of Bowler. And um, unfortunately... Which, for people who don't know, is in underground indie wrestling, probably one of the most famous weekends of wrestling. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's an annual tournament that, you know, PWG do every, every year. Uh, with some of the best wrestlers from around the world. And, um, you know, we had the opportunity to, to head down to the States a bit early and check out California. And, um, and you know, we had the chance to, to hang out with, uh, with some of the crew and, and, and watch the show. And uh, an injury had occurred, um, I believe it was the day prior. So, you know, coming in and, and for all, all three days, we, we brought our gear. You know, it's just one of those things that you do. You never know what opportunity may arise. And yeah, when it came to the third day, I, I, I just remember it because it, it was just, uh, it was just so, so unexpected, but I was in the middle of eating and, um, and Super Dragon just comes up to me and goes, um, hey, are you cool with doing, um, you know, being involved in the, in the tag team match? And my, I, I, I kid you not, my reaction was like, <laughs> I, I, and he, he straight up goes, oh, is that going to be a problem? I went, no, 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 absolutely not. I just, it was just, I was so, so nervous at the fact of just being, just being asked. I went, yeah, yeah, not a problem. So I, I quickly rushed down, got my gear, and went back up to Super Dragon and went, hey, look, I, I, that, that reaction was, was not, like, I don't want to do, it wasn't because I didn't want to do it. I was just so, so ecstatic and so nervous and so unexpected. Thank you for the opportunity. Um, and, and that's just how it happened. It was just you know, right, right place, right time. Um, do you think it helps that you didn't have to sleep on it and think about it all night? In a way. And it's funny because a lot of the things that have happened with me and even Jude, a lot of our, our um, opportunities have always been last minute. So for me, it was just a very, uh, <laughs> it was a very unexpected thing, but in a way uh, it's something that's definitely happened to me before. Um, I think not having much time to think about it absolutely helped. Yes. Well, not many of us in Australia have been in a bowler crowd. What is that? What what is that crowd like? They were they were great. You know, at first they you know some some people very very few had an inkling to who I was, but there were some others that had no idea. And I think there were some uh, that that just weren't weren't buying it. I think I had I had the typical you know you're you're too small, you're too skinny. Who is this guy? Um, so at first they were brutal, but once once they get into it, um, man, they're unreal. They're such such a, a great and giving crowd. Once they know who you are, and once you hit that shooting star DDT, yeah, I think that helps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that absolutely helps. While we're while we're talking about being overseas, you had that one week stint over in the UK with Jude last year. Mm. pro wrestling the last two events that you were involved with and one of those was in london how hard was it to get or how easy was it to get jude london over in london 
Uh, it was, uh, <laughs> I tell you what, if we're going to compare crowds between, I think, the States and the UK, the UK are absolutely brutal. <laughs> I don't know if it's just because of the football mentality, but, you know, I remember we, I think this was our, it was our second or no, it was our first match at RevPro. And uh, we get out there and uh, we just had this fan just go, oh, you guys are some crap young bucks. And I went, <laughs> I just remember looking at Jude and I went, right, we're off to a good start. And then by the end I would of the... I opened the match with a super kick after that. I mean, it was tempting, but I tell you what, <laughs> after, the, uh, after the match, we, that same fan went, oh, I'm sorry for calling you crap young bucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was, um, it, was, it was wicked going to the UK. I, uh, I really enjoyed our experience over there. Um, getting to wrestle for attack and rep pro and and be on on a on a card with some really really credible um competitors like you know puck and 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 zach saber jr and be able to hang out in that locker room and and, and meet some new faces uh was a really cool opportunity did you know that zach's a vegan <laughs> I, I i i do i do yeah so does tony that's <laughs> <laughs> all tony knows about him um uh in this uh the way we are at the minute is there any point in trying to get some plans to travel overseas or it's just next year, just wait until we, the world gets back to normal before yeah. you can start thinking of that stuff. It's weird. Cause I feel like the gears are always turning on that, um, that aspect. Um, I'm kind of dabbling in between, uh, you know, I, I uh, it's, it's hard at the moment, man. I, I think, you know, prior to this happening, it was, it was very easy to kind of, you know, maybe make the, some of those connections and, and get out there. Whereas now it's, there's no real guarantee. So a part of me, you know, kind of wants to, to reach out and I've spoken to Jude about it as well. And, and I think we're both, you know, just kind of bracing and, and I think we kind of have to maybe think, you know, as much as, as the goal is to, to go overseas, you know, we have a real opportunity to, to build up the scene here. And I think that in itself could, could create further connections. Um, it's hard, man. Yeah. I've definitely thought about reaching out. Um, but I think at the same time, we're both kind of just, you know, taking it one step at a time, you know, because we're all, we're all, you know, in this boat together. Oh, there's Being a allowed to run, run shows in your state before worrying about going that, overseas. That, that's exactly it, yeah. There's an opportunity for you to do a bit more travelling to Melbourne next year anyway, because you could be the MCW Tag Team Champions. That's, that's right. Um, just shocking timing on that one. Yeah, that was one we're really, really looking forward to. Yeah. We, we, were, we were hungry to work the, uh, the Brat Pack man for, for a long time and then yeah unfortunately it didn't happen do you think that's um with the size of australia because we've got some really good tag teams in every state but you guys just don't get to face each other that often it's it's nuts yeah because you know uh you know there's there's brat pack um but uh, you know there's another tag team that stands out for us as well and that's the Perea. uh you got the untouchables in perth um there are heaps of tag teams in australia and um I think we're also hungry to get the chance to really wrestle each other. It would be great if uh, someone put on a big tag team tournament. Uh, that's uh, something I keep wishing into the world. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, tag team wrestling is just as credible as any other form. Um, and I think, I think it'd be awesome to have a tag team tournament in Australia. Seeing AEW tag team. Seeing AW put such a um, high premium on tag team wrestling. Do you think that, um, that really helps all the tag team wrestlers around the world? I think it's really encouraging. Um, 
because you have you've got some real mainstay tag teams, guys that have been for years, and you've got some guys who who have just been, uh, I guess, forming a new tag team. I guess you, you know you got you got Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss, and you know I don't think they've been tagging for very long, but they've been just doing some really really cool stuff. Um, and even even Here comes you know, the cat. Oh, and sick! There's, yeah, and there's its ass <laughs> right in my face. <laughs> Everyone. Um, <laughs> I guess I guess with AEW it is really encouraging, but going back to to Japan. Um, and you know, for us, Dragon Gate, you know, a lot of a lot of the single guys are also in major factions. They're in major teams, so you have to have a real, real emphasis on on tag team wrestling. Um, I guess in the business in general. So I think it's just encouraging all around. It certainly is. Uh, in regards to tag team mentors, is there anyone that you sort of look up to, or is there anyone that you try and? You guys try and model yourself. I know, I know you're a totally different outfit to anyone else, but is there mm. guys that you sort of look towards to do things in regards to the way you work as a team? Yeah, absolutely. Um, for us, you know, I, I think a, a rule that sticks out would definitely be the Motor City Machine Guns. Um, their, their pacing and their, their um, teamwork is just is unreal. It's almost like they don't have to communicate. Um, other guys that include, you know, for us as well, um, guys like Bandito and Flamita, they were, uh, they were really, really cool guys. You know, we had the chance to wrestle them during a World Series wrestling squad, but um, we had one match with them. And, and just from, you know, wrestling those guys, we just went, wow, we really need to step out, you know, our game. Um, all of the Dragon Gate guys as well. You've got guys like, uh, you know, Masato Yoshino and Naruki Doi. Uh, Shingo and Dragon Kid, you know, there are so many tag teams in that company and so many multi-man matches. Uh, you can pretty much put that entire roster down. Um, but I think if there's one that really sticks out in terms of, of a team, it'd be the guns. Awesome. Uh, no, no, they've um, been doing it for years. Yeah. Uh, and at, at such an elite level that, um, and, and still criminal that more eyes haven't been on them. When you're in a locker room um, at Bola or Rev Pro or wherever, anywhere else that you've wrestled, even in your home promotion, and you've got some of these huge names in the locker room with you, how valuable is that to a young worker for um, picking brains and learning your craft? It's, it's crazy because I think, you know, it, it is a bit, um, bit nerve-wracking because, you know, you start out watching these guys and then you get to a level where you have to realize that they're your peers as well. And, um, you know, I think you, you kind of feel a bit nervous and, and almost worry about, I guess, being disrespectful by, you know, maybe asking them for advice when it's actually the complete opposite, you know, um, rev pro is a great example, you know, cause, cause myself and, and Jude, we actually, you know, we got the chance to, to, to be backstage with a guy like, um, pack, who was very influential in, in the way that we wrestle and in, in the Dragon Gate style and, you know, just kind of picking his brain and, and being able to talk to him and, and offering his advice, you know, to us, um, you know, um, was, was, was really, really encouraging. And, and even so, you know, just real simple advice, like, you know, I think the biggest thing that we got out of him was, you know, really, really enjoy, just, just try and enjoy wrestling and have fun, you know, try not to overthink too much because, you know, it's crazy to think how much that guy has done and him just saying, you know, it's, it hasn't just been till recently that he just started having fun and it took him so long to realize. And um, that was something that I think we really took to heart. 
Um, and again, you know, being being backstage in the states, um, you know, in, in a, like a, a PWG locker room, and, and getting the chance to to you know get some great advice from Orange Cassidy in terms of you know um, you know try and find a way to make your character relatable, and and you know um, guys like John Gresham in, in terms of technical ability, and you know they we're all humans at the end of the day, and I think we all want to help each other out, and I think having that positive locker room vibe. And getting it from from guys at that level um, is just super super encouraging. It's a really like good about- way for you to to feel like you belong as well. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You spoke about traveling overseas with Jude. What's it like traveling with a group of Aussies? Yourself, Jude, Mick Moretti, <laughs> Caveman, Ugg, heading yeah. over there for uh, for the King of Trios and all that sort of stuff. Is yeah. it nice to be, you know, the Aussies? Yeah, it's um, it's so much fun, man. Um, you know, we, we had a we had a blast together, and you know, you know, being so far away from home and and being able to hear that that Aussie accent, you know, can be a bit refreshing at times, and you know, very welcoming. Um, yeah, you know what, it, it, it you know, we um as much as we train together too, it's it's kind of nice being able to travel together, and we had an absolute blast. I, I mentioned Caveman Ugg. Your loss has been our gain down here in Melbourne since he sort of moved down here on a more permanent basis. Mm. Uh, what does it mean losing a guy like that from the dressing room up there? I know one bloke doesn't make a promotion, but they're all part of a cog that make a very successful promotion. Losing a bloke like Caveman Ugg on a full-time basis to Sydney Wrestling, is that tough to deal with? You know, it, it is. And considering that he's the, the PWA champion, as much as he's a cog in our machine, he's also our standard bearer. Um, so it is hard. Um, but at the same time, you know, he's still contributing to the scene and, you know, he's just, uh, he's just a state down um, and he's still very much a part of, of the roster and, and a part of the locker room as much as he may not be there, you know, uh, physically. Um, but, you know, we know he's representing us for sure. He's just a lockdown away. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> we, we, um, we got any listener questions, boys? Uh, I've still we got did. mine to go. Um, Lyle hasn't started asking yet. Yeah. Uh, you spoke about positive vibes in the locker room. What's it like when um, Ricky South gets named in the PWA 500? Is, uh, what's uh, the rest of the locker room like there? It's, it's awesome, man. We are, <laughs> I think uh, as soon as we saw it, I remember just coming into the, lock, uh, the locker room or, or training and just, just seeing him and going, Mr. 495, how you doing? <laughs> and it's just, you know, it's just, it's, it's, uh, it's as much as it's Ricky South in um, in that uh, that list. You know, he's very much representing PWA. He's representing all of us, and and that's for every accolade as well. You know, whether it be in that list or being able to go overseas, no matter who it is. You know, we're always carrying, um, we're always carrying the entire locker room with us. Well, you got uh, yeah, I just because he's he's not a signed guy. You know, there was a there was a few Australian. Oh, Lyle. Uh-oh. Yeah, but being one guy, is that, um, yeah, no, is that Lyle, motivation Lyle, that Lyle, you know, anyone can take again. the next step? Well, you have to start again. What? Start you again, buddy. You locked up. Oh, I did it? Cut it out, yeah. Oh, it was, oh, while you were locked that. out, was oh. the most sensible you've sounded all night. Oh, I was trying to get my cat to walk across the screen. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Ricky, not being a signed guy, you know, there, obviously there's uh, signed guys and girls in the 500 this year. Is that more motivation that you know, the rest of the scene in Australia is not far off from getting that international recognition. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, the fact that Ricky, to me, isn't signed, 
um, is just is it's shocking. Uh, he's so unbelievably talented in, in every aspect, whether it be again in the ring, um, promos, just his his aura. Um, but you know, his name being that list, I think yeah, it, it's just it's just further proof that uh, the scene as a whole is is really getting recognition. All right, time for some listener question, boys. What do we have for Paris? Um, I have one from a friend of the show, Dave Farley, uh, who wants to know what served you better as bigger opportunities have arisen, the ability to do the spectacular or a solid foundation in the basics and why? That's a, that's a fantastic question, Mr. Farley. Uh, <laughs> a great guy, as we know. Um, I've got I a think... crush on him. The greatest guy. <laughs> Don't we all? Um, I think with that question, I think it's both. Because the way I try and look at it is without the basics, you know, you can't do the spectacular. Um, and when it comes to, um, when it comes to, you know, I'll, I'll use PWG, for example. Um, that, was, uh, that was very much a, uh, a platform for me to do the shooting side DDT, for sure. But um, before all that, I, I needed to prove that I could be legit before getting up to the top rope. I needed to get people to care prior to doing that. And I think in terms of the basics, it can be a different definition for everybody. I think, you know, as much as the basics, you know, it can be, you know, footwork or basic chain or a headlock and, and just being able to, to, to work, I think then, you know, I think more than anything, it's what you go to, you know, um, you know, myself and, and Judah have been in situations where we haven't had much time to prepare. We haven't had much time to talk. So we've had to go to our basics and, and our instincts and, you know, be able to put on a, a pivotal performance, you know, with such little time. And I think that alone provides room to do the spectacular. And I think, you know, the basics are the spectacular as well. I think it's crazy, you know, to be in a situation where we're working guys who, whose, you know, first language isn't English but we're still able to put a match together through, you know, basic lucha or, or, you know, things, you know, situations like that. There was a bit of a, there was a bit of a feeling through the questions about the uh, lack of facial hair at the moment. Yes. Yeah. Uh, any, any reason for the shave and uh, you're going to get back to your bad boy looks or. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I, told you, I think, that look in itself was just me being lazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, after five years of having that look, I, I was, I was, you know, the maintenance of the hair wasn't great. Um, it came to a point where I thought, oh, you know, I'll try and be a bit different and just have it out. And I couldn't see, man. You know, I just couldn't. I was absolutely blind out there. Um, and in terms of the facial hair, man, I just wanted to clean up a little bit, try something different, you know. If worst comes to worst and doesn't work out, you know, I can grow it back. But um, yeah. Man, I just need a bit of change. I think I think isolation kind of kind of made us all go down that road. So, yeah, right now it's still a work in progress, trying to find out what works and uh, what doesn't. But uh, you know, I think we'll get there. You look ten years younger. <laughs> yeah, I've been getting a bit of that. Yeah. Uh, I got one from Twitter from uh, Nikki Van Blair. Um, why are you such a snack? <laughs> yeah, I had the chance to see that one <laughs> a bit earlier. Um, yeah. What a, what a lovely person Nikki is. Uh, yeah. One of our snack, favorites. A snack. Uh, you know, I'm not going to complain with that. I, I might not agree with it, but um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely take it as a compliment. So yeah, thanks to Nikki. Um, Eli from the Perea wants to know when you're going to stop dodging him. 
Oh, we're not dodging them, mate. Uh, I think I think if there's one blessing from uh, this whole situation, it's been that their borders were closed and uh, we didn't give them the uh, the ass kicking they deserved. Uh, it's it's surely coming. So um, yeah, we're on our way, boys. And on that note and that promise, we might wrap it up. And thank you for your time, mate. Really do appreciate it. Congratulations on where uh, you and Jude have got to so far in your career. And hopefully there's still some bigger and better things to come. Really appreciate it, guys. Uh, thank you for having me. And uh, hopefully we're, uh, we'll all be back on track and, and back on uh, doing shows again. One Ooh. more thing before we let you go, though. Paris De Silva versus mm. Royce Chambers. Yes. It needs to happen. Yeah, seeing Royce and his ability, man, I am so envious of the thing that guy can do. Um, and I think with myself, you know, I, I, I don't really know what my limitations are, you know, in the ring. And I think having the chance to wrestle him, you know, might allow me to discover something in myself and, and you know, maybe for him as well. Uh, I, would, I would love to get the chance to, uh, to wrestle Royce and I, I would think really see what I can do and, and what he can do. I'm sure it'll happen in 2021. Anyway, thanks for your time, Paris. We'll catch you again soon. Thank you very much, guys. Take care. Paris De Silva joining us here on the Turnbuckle. back part two of on the turnbuckle this week's show brought to you by viper landscapes and irrigation in melbourne they're taking appointments from the 28th of september you can find them on facebook and there's a link in the episode notes as well so get along viper landscapes and irrigation in melbourne if you need any work done they're supporting us and we're supporting them as we are boys supporting any local business around melbourne or australia if you want if you're a wrestler if you're in the wrestling family and you've got a business outside of uh, what you do in the ring. We'd especially love to at the help moment. You. Especially at the moment. We'd love to help you uh, get that message out there. So hit us up on the socials or get in touch with uh, one of us and uh, we'll be more than happy to help out. But at the moment, especially Viper Landscaping. Correct. <laughs> especially them. Uh, retribution, boys. Uh, seems somewhat a little bit overwhelming. Underwhelming. That's that's an understatement. Yeah, uh, it's an overstatement. No, it's not. It's you're right. Like um, I don't know. What do they call the new members? Like chains, tea bags, slap nuts? Was it or? Yeah. Like... Uh, well, you got it's slapjack, tea bar, and mace, and I'm oh. not sure they're any better than the 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 ones you just read out. Uh, well, I think. Calling someone teabag and slap nuts, probably at least that would be funny. Yeah. Um, like, Shane Thorne is a very, very talented wrestler. Extremely Damien Dijakovic is a specimen. Um, is Dio Madden the other one that we think that it is? Like, yes, he yes. Looks, yes looks, it looks incredible, and they've got no chance now. Yeah. I. I I think if they could tell the story better and say that they're a gang, just change then they their have name gang back. names. No, no, it's it's Shane Thorne, but his gang name is Slapjack, like a bikey gang. You got your real name, but you got AKA. your AKA. Yeah, like I, 
maybe I guarantee Vince, Vince has named these guys. No, of course. <laughs> these are the names that Mick Foley and Steve Austin didn't want back in the day when it was... Uh... Slapjack or Flapjack or whatever his name is sounds like a, a rejected name for the goon. <laughs> um, I Look, I fear for what they've called um, the two girls, which is Mar- uh, Mia Yim and um, uh, it's uh, Martinez, isn't it? Yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. haven't been given their names yet, have they? they haven't Probably for a yet. reason. Because oh, I could imagine them going, these are your names, and someone go, oh, we can't put that on TV. That's how bad they would have been. Um, they're, probably ra- they're probably racist. Well, that racist sex names. is probably... Um, but even in, that the happy, mask, in that happy spot, yeah. Yeah, right, right in the sweet spot for Vince. Um, but even the masks and the, the voice, like, oh, I don't understand. <laughs> Trying to play a comic book character voice, I don't oh, know. I, mean, just... I, didn't, I didn't mind Mia Yim's look. Um, but her mask was ill-fitting, and she kept having to adjust it. Did she look like? <laughs> was she the one that looked like Hannibal, a female Hannibal Lecter? Um, I believe so. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, look, is it salvageable if they maybe if they fix it completely no. for next week? Yeah, but if they don't, it. if they don't want eighty it. These guys are in real trouble, unfortunately. Yeah. Like, but what are we meant to? Are we meant to just forget that we've been watching them on NXT for the last few years? Like, that's what I'm, we know their name. That's what I'm saying. They're gang names. They're not their names. You know, because they've got WWE contracts. They're saying this on TV. They've got WWE contracts, but they're this outsider group that are crashing the show. Oh, could, look, it could be worse. Can we have gang Mo, names? Mojo Rawley could be in the group. Can we have gang names? You can be Tony Unchained. Uh, Tony's Unchained. T-Bag. Tony's <laughs> T-Bag. And you're Slap Nuts. Yeah. <laughs> and you, like, be, you can be Walsh. Knackers. I'm just Brent. <laughs> Too cool for a nickname, Tony. Too cool for a nickname. <laughs> uh, let's see how that rolls out over the next week or two. Um, cool T-Bag. New Japan Wrestling's Climaxed has kicked off. <laughs> Okay, Vince. Uh, the, the, yeah, <laughs> someone you watch, someone, uh, someone's name. That's in, probably uh, one of the names that got rejected. Yeah, <laughs> thank God. USA said no, no, we can't put that on there. The G1, um, tell us all about uh, it. The, it's just good to be back. I know I'm that. winning the tipping against you, Lyle, again. Well, you, you look at di- wrestling a lot different than me. You look at what the booking makes sense, and if you you know, follow New Japan. The booking tends to make sense. Me, I just pick my favourites. So, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose the tipping like I did last year. I'm not looking at it logically. I'm looking at my wrestling favourites. That's all. The same thing as you tipping Collingwood some weeks. I did tip him this week, but that's only because I was one point behind you in uh, the JXT tipping contest. I, oh, I didn't maybe tip very I well, so you might have got yeah. in front of me. I didn't check. You're just lucky you're in a purple patch that Richmond are been good for four years. I pick against Richmond every week because they win when I pick against them. Anyway, this is about the, the G1. G, the G1. Uh, the crowd is enthusiastic and loud. They're clapping loud. They're not yelling and screaming as uh, uh, Japanese fans have been told not to do. Uh, so it's good to have a lively crowd to watch wrestling. Instant, instantly, it makes a wrestling show better. Um, Will Ospreay back in a ring. 
just him walking to the ring, he looked emotional to finally be back in a wrestling ring, you know, where he belongs. So that was really cool. Uh, Suzuki and Ishii absolutely kicked the shit out of each other. Um, yeah, brutal. Forearms to the face. and but I'm a bit dirty on Sonata losing. Well, against Yano. I know you're not a big fan of Yano, but that was... It's weird that Sonata's having his night off on in his first match. Now he's gonna have he's gonna go the rest of the tournament with without having his comedy night off. Um Yeah, I didn't think he would lose that one, but well, Yano's off to the races. I didn't pick him either, so he's not one of my favourites. Kenta had a good win. Oh yes, very good win. Very good win, Tony. And uh your boy had a good win too, yes. Tony. Uh I Jack Saber Jones. I tipped Jack against him. You tipped against him? Why would you? Well, well he was up against Evil. <coughs> yeah. <coughs> and, oh, yeah, I thought Evil would win. But, and yeah. to traditionally, Jack Saber Jr. doesn't go great in the G1. Yeah. Well, he's one a vegan, the, Tony. Did one you know? with the European clutch. Yes. Okay, yes, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if your research is uh, correct. If my research is correct. Yes. And... Uh, you know, night not, not two ended in an amazing fashion with uh, Naito versus Tanahashi in a back and forth 30 minute uh, all out war, which was great. Even got Liger out of the out of his commentary chair at the end of the match, giving a standing ovation. So it's got off to a good start the first two nights. So looking forward to the rest. All right, beautiful stuff. We'll keep our eye on what's happening. They're in New Japan Wrestling. Moving on to Ring of Honor, boys, and their pure title tournament is underway. Yeah, the tournament that Slex was supposed to be to be in originally, but supposed to be he's stuck in Australia. Um, in Melbourne see, as well. Good to see Ring of Honor back. Yes, uh, they've been the the last of the party of the uh, wrestling companies in America. They've gone the really conservative approach. Um, and I heard an interview with Jay Lethal during the week that their boss just figured that the wrestlers wouldn't want to wrestle and travel and stuff like this. And he sent out an anonymous email and all the wrestlers said, yes, we want to get back to wrestling. So they put really strict guidelines and started running these shows. The, the Pure Tournament, it's got off to a good start. The first, uh, I've watched the first episode. I think the second episode come out today or a couple of days ago, if you're listening to this, the video packages that they're doing in between each contest, other companies are going to steal these. These sit-down UFC-style interviews talking about their opponent's weaknesses, strengths, the way they're training and everything like that, they're onto a winner with these video packages. I think um, the change in presentation for Ring of Honor is really important for them at the moment because... They were in an awkward spot where everyone started doing what they were doing that made them cool, and they yep. weren't doing that as well. Um, and now to find a different presentation style will really help them to to not only win back some of their old audience but to grow. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's free on fight, so if you want to watch good wrestling, um, there's no interferences because if anyone interferes in this any of this tournament, yeah, you're out. It, Fired from the promotion. So it's no shenanigans. It's just wrestler versus wrestler. 
And I believe they're doing some watch-alongs with the talent as well. So you can watch the episode uh, with chatting with the talent, listen to the talent talk about the show, which is, which is really good. I saw that um, Slex talking about that. Oh, that's good. You got to be different. While there's so much wrestling content out there and easily accessible for the fans, you have to be different and be good at it. And our, uh, our very own on the turnbuckles, very own Rocky Romero coming up against uh, Dave Finlay next week. Yes, uh, this that's uh, the most recent episode okay. that's just, just dropped. So, you know, he's been going back and forth from Ring of Honor for probably 15 years, uh, Rocky has. So, yeah, looking forward to that match. Very much so. As we uh, continue to move forward, boys, in the show and EPW in Perth have announced a return to the ring in October, which is fantastic news for them. Yeah, two nights in a row, the Friday and the Saturday night, the second and the third, I believe it is. David Storm is going to be wrestling at one of those shows, which is fantastic for some of those young guys to to work with him. Yeah, he's the first guy to put his hand up and say he'll be there and lay the challenge down. So, good guy, Davis. I don't think we've mentioned that before. I've never certainly mentioned that I've got a no. man crush on him, that's for sure. No, no. no so. I've never mentioned he's the godfather of wrestling either. You said grandfather usually, so... <laughs> No, he's, Tony so was you're probably right. right there. You said. actually haven't mentioned that. <laughs> That's right. I haven't mentioned exactly. That's what I said. Uh, uh, good luck for the people in Perth. You're going to finally get some live wrestling back and uh, enjoy yes. it while it's Lucky. there. I saw, um, I saw TCW in Tasmania um, are going to be running a show soon too in October. Okay. And their pre-sales have sold out, which is um, really good for them. And uh, I'm really happy to see that. Like, Wrestling in Tasmania is uh, growing, and it's. Uh, so, Walsh, you've signed up as a member of the Australian Wrestling Network. Yeah, because I'm not a tight ass, so I thought I'd sign up to the Australian Wrestling Network, which um, it's really good. So, I think it's OzWrestling.net, um, and it's about seven bucks a month. And stuff that's on there is really good. There's some documentaries um, that are there. All the EPW back catalogs there, speaking of EPW, um, all the old MCW shows uh, are there. There's some Wrestle Rock that's gone up as well. Um, and I'm just looking at it now. There's even some stuff from overseas, from CC, CZW um, and ICW and stuff like that. So value for money, it's, it's actually better than the WWE Network, to be honest. Um, I would advise everybody get on and uh, and sign up and watch some Aussie wrestling. There's going to be some more stuff going up soon, so there's been new stuff going up every week. I'll uh, ring up Centrelink and see if they can defer or put seven bucks of my job keeper into that account. Hang on, how many job keepers do you get, Tony? Because if people no, don't you know, you've got one. about seven. You've got about <laughs> seven or eight jobs, mate. <laughs> Tony Shebeki, Tom Shinecki, you just change a couple <laughs> of the vowels in your name and you job keepered yourself. You've made money this during this. Moving lockdown. on to the next topic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, seriously, get involved with the Australian Wrestling Network. Uh, you'll be absolutely surprised for seven bucks, as well. She said, great value for what you get. Now, our Twitch partner in Grinto Vision is running a Jake Nova appreciation show this Saturday. Tell us about that. Yeah, I'm just bringing up the details. But yeah, so 
Uh, I think it's twitch.tv slash the power of Grint. Um, and yeah, four to six on Saturday, he'll be uh, showing some Jake Nova matches. And I think Grant and Ree will both be there having a chat and you can join in and have a conversation. And it's good fun. We are partners with them. So um, yeah, really good fun. Get on board. Uh, Twitch is, I've only just sort of started to get into it. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. That's excellent. I was watching it when the uh, Supercars guys had their virtual racing and a few of their drivers had Twitch accounts and the like. And some of the stuff that they do with it is just re- yeah, really good. We should get you a Twitch account, Tony. Old man does Twitch. He's twitching right now. Yeah, I was just twitching right <laughs> People there. People can't see No one could see it. It's, right. it's, it's not a visual medium, Tony. <laughs> uh, if you've got an idea for a podcast, can I refer you to podcast one? Uh, tune in next week we've got a massive guest coming up we do who a third generation wrestler and a member of the mlw roster yeah so major league wrestling uh contracted wrestler so um you can have your guesses on who that could be we'll announce it later in the week oh so we're not you're not going to tell me i've told you (laughs) who when do you press stop, I'll tell you again. All right, I'm going to press stop now. You know, uh, thanks you know, for joining, you, folks. You do your research once we start the interview, Tony, so you don't need to know. Ten minutes before, not too much. <laughs> uh, Ten minutes before was good tonight. I know, I, did, I was good. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, Paris to Silver will go away to his mates and say, out of the three blokes that just interviewed me, that Tony Shebeki, he knows yeah. his shit. Yeah, and we've, we've you, interviewed probably, all his mates, so you know he's not. And Walsh and Lola say, yes, he does know his shit. Yeah, we know his shit. <laughs> yeah, we know. We shit. all know his shit. <laughs> Catch you next week when we've got a third generation wrestler, massive guest coming up. We'll let you know who it is next week. See ya.